bringing you the stories behind the songs. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Right now, you're hanging out with Jason Sheff, lead singer of epic rock band Chicago. Now, he took over lead vocal duties from Peter Cetera in 85. And on the last segment, he was talking about the first time he went in the studio as lead singer for the band when he was 23 years old. And this was with legendary producer David Foster. Talk about a make or break opportunity. Well, he hit all the right notes. And here's Jason to finish that part of the story. Then the next phase was to see if it worked. You know, we went out on the road to uh, support it and then put the singles out there. And luckily, Will You Still Love Me was a big hit. Yeah. Now, the pressure of that and knowing that David Foster, he really didn't believe in you at that point and someone of that caliber. I mean, your mental games in your head before you opened your mouth you were able to sail through it, but what do you think it is about you that didn't crumble at that moment? I think because I knew uh, deep down, you know, I mean, I'll be totally honest with you, too. I think there was a part of me that was thinking, <laughs> I think this is normal, too. I think there was a part of me that was thinking, you're going to blow this. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's this, you know, you're, you're getting a shot, that, and you see it all the time. People get shots and opportunities, and they blow it, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reasons. But this is the part where I believe it's it's the God-given gift and and the fact that my mother gave me something that forced me to be prepared for it that you know, I didn't have a plan. I'm not one of these people that went to L.A. saying, I'm going to do this and this is going to happen by this such and such a time or bust. I had zero expectations. And I just happened to do the things that were put in front of me, not even knowing. And, and so that's why, at this point, I love passing this on to my kids and to up-and-coming generations to say, just get started. Don't worry about the results of what's going to happen, but just get the reps in to be prepared for the opportunities. Yeah. That's the problem with some of these competition television shows is that, yeah, there's, there's a lot of great talent, but they're not prepared for right. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is very solid advice. And kind of the reps is what come in for you, even if your mental game might not be perfect, but if you have the experience. That's the exactly what it is. It wasn't having a mental game. What was really cool, and here's the stars aligning again, because my way of proving myself was going into the studio. That was my yeah. expertise, and it still is. It's where I'm the most comfortable. That was my gift. I wanted to be a bass player. You know, my dad, like I said, he was Elvis Presley's bass player through the 70s and, and was on great records like L.A. Woman versus my dad. That's what I wanted to do, but bass was always very natural for me, but not on the level of creating world-class art, such as what we've done you know, as, as Chicago and me being a vocalist, which was right. the funniest thing because I would have never expected that. But my mother was right. It got me to, to be able to talk to people like you who want to talk to me. Yeah. That's by being a singer, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Now, like you said, your dad was in the music business. He played for Elvis. So then at some point you had to go on tour with Chicago. So did he have advice for you for that part of things? Not really, because the truth of the matter is my parents split up when I was really young, probably about three years old, okay. and I didn't really have much of a relationship with him growing up. Okay. He was gone. Now I understand that because I'm gone, too. But the fact my parents had split up and he'd moved to L.A. and really started carving out his career as a first call session musician and then he'd tour with, you know, like the Fifth Dimension and, and uh, been with Elvis 
and I got to see them along the way, you know. And he was always very sweet, and I know, uh, you know, he loves me, and and that was actually pretty cool. By the time I really became a full-time professional musician, I was 16, and I was playing five nights a week in San Diego at the Hilton Hotel. Wow! And my dad came to see me. And it was the coolest thing because he saw. He basically, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I believe he saw that I'm not going to need to be leaning on daddy for advice. He saw that I was very self-sufficient. I see that in my own kids now, too, and I really like that. Again, I tell uh, parents or people that say, what can I do to inspire my kids again? I said, you're not going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it gets to that, you know, let me ask you guys, did anybody have to pound you? You've got to be in this and practice. And No, you, can't, you couldn't no, help it. You can't help right? it. It becomes, it's your blood, really. It runs through yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason Sheff of the band Chicago here on the Mulberry Lane Show. The latest album, you said you're going to be playing one song from there. Now, did everybody argue over, you know, we're going to do one song from the new album? Was it easy to decide which one, or how did that go? No, you know, I'm not really involved in those uh, discussions. The original members, uh, you know, the four guys, they they pretty much take care of all that stuff. But I'm happy to say they chose my song. (laughs) And is that the first single? Um, you know, it's weird. There have been all kinds of different versions of what the singles are, and, and singles and radio are so strange these days to try and get new music on. So I don't know if you'd technically call it that, but it's the title of the album. It's called Now, yeah. and it's a song I co-wrote and I produced. And so I was really happy when they came to me and said, hey, we're titling the, the record, your song, and then we're playing it live. So, yeah. <laughs> you know... Um, I love it. It's their decision, and so I, you know, it's another sort of validation of my work uh, standing on its own. Right, doesn't get better than that. How much do you tour every year? We do, I'd say probably about 110 dates a year, so it's a good, good, solid schedule. I'm very proud of the fact that we're not spring chickens, and it's, uh, we're, we're performing at a very high level. That's why, you know, we partner up with uh, people like Earth, Wind, and Fire, who we'll be touring with, you know, in the wow. summer. Uh-huh. You know, there aren't many out there. I went and saw Elton John recently, and I told Robert Lamb when I came back to see that, I said, you know, you hear of some of these bands, these legacy bands that are kind of phoning it in, but there's a handful of us out there that are still really firing on 12 cylinders, and uh-huh. I'm so proud to be part of, of one of those that I, I hear all the time from people say, you guys, I can't believe uh, the energy and the level that you guys are still performing. Lola Falana, you guys are too young to even know who she is, but she was a it's huge a great name. star. Yeah, she, look her up. You'll okay. see what a legend this woman is. She came to see us. I mean, this is legendary. When I was a kid growing up you know, in the 60s and the 70s, she was discovered by Sammy Davis Jr. Um, and had, had her own television specials and and just a huge dancer, huge Vegas, you know, the, the uh-huh. star that ended up going into, te- you know, television. Okay. She came to see us, and it was such a great compliment. She said, I can't believe, you know, the level you guys are performing. Yeah. That and the energy. That's really gratifying. It is. Mm-hmm. One day, it, we won't be here. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. To enjoy the day and take it all in. Because uh, it's limited supply. Life is limited supply. And, and you know... We have these conversations all the time out here of, you know, don't waste time on the little stuff that doesn't matter because, you know, this is a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah. it's good advice. 
so true. So I want to know in your career so far, what are some off the chart moment, you know, pinch me moments that you were like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. Just maybe a couple of them. I'm sure there's many. Okay. Okay. Well, I would have to say one of them is definitely the day I, I uh, was told that the guys wanted me to join their band, okay. Chicago. And they wanted me to be their tenor lead vocalist because I was prepared that maybe I'd be the bass player. And they were talking to Mickey Thomas at Jefferson Starship. And I thought maybe they'd bring him in. Maybe they'll let me sing a song or two or whatever or yeah. not, whatever. I'd be happy to be the bass player. But what the day they said, we believe in you. And that was, that was huge. But it also was a great moment because all my friends were saying, do you realize that you've made it, man? You can uh-huh. do this. You can do that. I said, no, no, no. Now's when the work starts, you know. This is, I got a lot of proving to do. And, you know, I mean, the fans may not dig it, too, you know. There's all kinds of uncertainty. But another one is we played the Grammys two Grammys ago, and we played with Robin Thicke. And all of a sudden, during the rehearsal of it, I looked down at the, at the names on the seats, you know, who would be sitting there. And right there in front of us, it was the coolest thing, you guys. Paul McCartney, yeah. whoever his guest was, Yoko Ono, uh-huh. uh, I can't remember who was next to her, Harrison's widow, and just the thought of hearing all of this, the beefs and the, and the troubles over the years of, of Yoko Ono and, and the Beatles and Paul McCartney, and to see that they were all together, yeah. you know, it's, uh, oh. you know, all I could think of was, Come together right now. Right? Yeah, there they were. Living proof. They had come together. Yeah. And so we went and, and actually did the show. It was the coolest thing. They're like sitting right there. You're going, wow, they're watching us. Yeah. Pretty wow. cool. That Pretty is a cool pinch moment for sure. All right. Well, Jason, we want to thank you so much for joining our show. It's been fun getting to know you and hearing about your experiences. And we're looking forward to the concert. It should be a really good time. We can't wait to see you. River's Edge. River's Edge. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was great talking to you. Jason Sheff, lead singer of the band Chicago, this weekend at Lustfest in Council Bluffs. When your radio sisters come back, we're going to be with improv comedian Andrew Knox of legendary comedy theater company The Second City out of Chicago. Stay right here with us, The Mulberry Lane Show. Here's some classic Chicago. It's been one of those days again And it seems like the harder I try Over and over I'm right back where I began But you understand, oh girl When nothing else in this world goes right Oh, I just wanna 